Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special edition of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina. Alongside me, uh, after he's uh, he's got his car all scraped off and his driveway all plowed, Mike Lockman. Mike, thanks for uh, for bundling up and and stopping in to talk some. Uh, well, what'll be some football? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I mean, normally I w- we would be here saying, geez, it feels a little weird talking about football in, in late January, but given the uh, the Patriots' third in a row uh, recent heading to, uh, yeah, I know you're, you're giving me the thumbs down, <laughs> but uh, football is very much on the brain right now, so it doesn't seem as weird as it might have otherwise. Uh, we are recording this uh, once again at Riverside Barbecue, where when I walked in the door, they were... They looked at me and said, "You're back." Yeah, <laughs> we are here. Um, yeah. So what? What? Why are we here? What? Why are we? Why are we sitting here talking about uh, New Hampshire high school football in mid-January? Well, uh, about a week or so ago, uh, the uh, teams for the Chad uh, New Hampshire All-Star Football game were released. We wanted to take some time in case you hadn't seen the uh, rosters to go over them uh, a little bit. You know, talk about some of the uh, the trends that we see and just what some of the um, you know, situations for this year's game, uh, which will be played in at the end of June uh, once again, uh, are and maybe uh, maybe talk a little bit. Uh, we although we little snubs, but although we really couldn't find many this year, no. at least not like in years past. Uh, at least not ones without saying, well, it's probably this or probably that. Right, um, right. So, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it here. Of course, like I said, the uh, the game this year will be held uh, June 29th at, at UNH. Uh, the second year in a row, the game will be held there after it had been at St. A's for a couple years. Um, you know, we got coaches that are returning. Um, Eric Brown yep. from Concord. This will be his second year as the West head coach. On the east side, you've got Jimmy Lozon from Londonderry. Uh, he's been an assistant coach for a couple of years. This year, taking over for Laconia's uh, Craig Cousins, who had been the head coach for a few years. Um, you know, so they'll they'll be um, you know each leading their side, of course on the sides that they actually coach on, Concord on the west, uh, Londonderry on the east. Yep. Um, you know, what You know what are you – I don't know how familiar you are with either of those guys, but, um, you know, those kind of – those picks for, for coaches. What, what do you – you know, kind of similar styles now. We, we went a couple years with some old-school kind of football coaches yep. in terms of Jim style and formations and all that. Now we've got a couple of spread guys. Yeah. Uh, coaching these games yeah so Co- you know coach brown has been um they've been in the conquer's been in the spread for a while but they're from what i've seen they're pretty much a they're still a ground and pound team they just sort of do it from the spread but uh he's also been known you know his roots were wing t uh, which is an under center multi-back kind of offense and in the year they won the championship a few years ago he was in and out of a bunch of different formations because they were so talented they could do that and and certainly um coach lozon at, at londonderry is um, I, I don't know if you'd call him a spread coach. I mean, they, they certainly have their quarterback in the gun, but there's times where he'll have multiple running backs back there with the quarterback, and then they'll, they'll, they'll show four wide as well. So I think he, he basically just uh, looks to option uh, as much as possible, and, and whether that's with multiple backs in the backfield or multiple looks or not, um, it, it's, it's a lot. With him, it seems, it's a lot about run game, and play action passing and, and sort of running the option look. So um, it should be exciting. I mean, it, I, I'll tell you, I, my, my opening thought just looking at these rosters when they came out was I remember thinking that this felt like kind of a down year in terms of talent for New Hampshire football. Uh, and that's not to take anything away from anybody. It just felt like it was like 
No, no, I, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I started looking at these rosters, and I was like, oh, my God. These guys are all studs. So uh, maybe in that context, not so much down. <laughs> or, or it, but but there, there's a lot of good there's players. There's no, you know, there's no kids going off to, to play at uh, – you know, BC or, right. um, you know, uh, some smaller Division One schools like there have been in the past years. Right. Um, not sure if we'll be hearing too many guys signing letters in a couple of weeks to, to, to play anywhere. Right. Um, anywhere big. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it, as, as I think I said kind of uh, to open, you know, I know a year ago we did this and we were like, why? Oh, this guy didn't make the team and that guy didn't make the team these teams um but this year i don't know if there were too many guys that i look at and say you know wow that guy's not on here or or this one isn't you know you you got a pretty good i think representation of the best of the best in new hampshire with these teams at least in in terms of the senior class because yeah you know obviously these are games for you know graduated players right uh or players who will have graduated by the time the game's played um you know and leading the way you've got um you know, seven kids on the West roster from Bedford. Yeah. Um, you know, Division One champs. Undefeated. Uh, uh, you know, Ryan Toscano, the Gatorade Player of the Year in New Hampshire on that team. Also uh, the first female player in the game, uh, Madison Lucantoni, who uh, was Bedford's kicker this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's on the team. Um, and, you know, what, one of those. What a great story, by the way. That, that can't be understated. There's a, there's a female high school football player in the East-West chad game that's pretty unbelievable uh you know and it's an it's an interesting choice you know um i'm sure there are some people whose first thought uh you know is you know why are you picking a a kicker you know for an all-star game um you know and i'm I'm not oh now i'm gonna draw a blank on the the poor kid's name um the kid from hanover last year who ended up oh yeah um being Um, the game mvp yeah for kicking a couple of field goals and having some punts that really really changed field position in that game. Yeah, um, I know who you're you talking know, about. So I can't remember the name either, but I, 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 the listeners probably are screaming at yeah, me. Right oh yeah. <laughs> we were like, ah, I don't know. I don't um, but yes, absolutely. It was the MVP. So, you know, it's a, it's a big, um, you know, it can be a big factor. Huge. So that might come down and, and, and play a significant role. Yep. Um, you know, as I said, seven players from Bedford. Londonderry also, um, the East roster has seven kids. Yep. Um, you know, one of those is, is uh, their quarterback, Evan Cormier. Yep. So, you know, that I think that maybe gives, um, you know, the wet, or excuse me, the East um, just some familiarity going into this game. You know, you've got a kid who uh, already knows Coach Lozon's systems and, you know, the way he likes to do things. Yep. You know, because you don't get you get what I think I think it's like eight days to get ready for this game. So yeah, you're not not a ton of practice. It's not time. a lot, right? And it's not like the the um, the shrine game where they kind of go and do a camp type of situation. I think they're they're the practices are all they're local, yeah. so the the travel the back and are, forth every day. Yeah, right. The players are driving there doing practice just like they would probably at high school, except it's a little bit further, well, and yeah. then they head back home. You, know? you got kids driving from Plymouth and Monadnock yeah. and Keene to the Plymouth to get to kids Manchester. like to get there yeah. like two hours yeah. early, yeah. by the way. <laughs> if you remember last year with Maycomer, <laughs> I do. Yeah, um, you know there are a couple of uh, Plymouth kids on the team too. Um, of course, they were the Division Two champs this year. Actually, it might be a good good way to, to segue into what you were saying to me before we started. Yeah. Um, about the West roster, the thing that really stood out to you was I can't believe the sheer number of running backs that are extraordinarily talented on that roster. I mean. So, you know, we were talking about the coaching um, styles and systems, and Coach Brown is kind of a, a spread guy, which which 
means usually one back in the backfield, four wide receivers, maybe three if you if you filter in a tight end. But I'm thinking, one, is he going to go with that? Because I'm not so sure with guys like, I mean, you could, you know, let's just go like Toscano. Um, uh, Caleb Bianacopoulos is was listed as a running back on the roster, even though he was sort of a quarterback running back type. Um yeah, you know you got an Isaac Glady from from Concord, yep. um, running back. Um, you know I know Jacob Cole was was more of a quarterback for John Stark this year, but but he was a runner, more of a runner. Yeah, um, Cooper, Cooper Verano from Central yeah. was a, was a really good back. Uh, Jamison Mayhew, Mayhew. Out of, from West was um, you know they been their leading rusher I think the last probably three years. Yeah, um, Ben Eichmann and Adam Thornton from Merrimack. Um, Chandler Matson and Tim Santoff from Monadnock. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Pacheco at South and Owen Brickley Owen. and Patrick Malm from from, yeah. uh, from Plymouth. So you got to figure some of those guys will probably be earmarked for defense because like Brickley was a great linebacker. Eichmann was a, a fantastic defensive player as a safety. Toscano, um, Toscano was a great Toscano kind of and Pacheco were both great linebackers right. for their their respective teams. Yeah. So you got to figure they'll probably split those guys and and but but still, I mean, I I don't know if I was looking at that roster, I'd be like, well, you know, I'll have to I'll we'll have to figure out a way to feature those guys because those are uh, it's an incredible roster with regard to the the, the running back talent. Um, yeah, I know a lot of times you know you look at it and say, oh, look at this quarterback's on here, that quarterback's on here, and it's like, well, how are they going to get this guy in? And where, you know, where is this guy going to fit? Um, you know, and, and, and there are, you've, you know, you've got Alex Hawkham from, from Central. Yep. Charlie Keith from Goffstown. And, uh, oh, who was the other guy? Now I'm drawing a blank. We had him right up in front of, oh, Thomas Morgan. Oh, Morgan from Bedford. From Bedford. Yeah. Um, you know, three certainly capable quarterbacks. Um, I know Keith played a bit of defense for Goffstown this year, so maybe that's, you know, maybe he makes a switch there. Yeah. Oh, and um, Zach Miles from Concord. So again, another guy who's familiar with yeah. with the system they're going to be running. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it always ends up being interesting how these guys kind of fit in. I know, you know, in years past, you were trying to fit spread the quarterbacks into the you under know center the offenses. under center offenses, which was certainly you know interesting to to watch. Um, you know, so it's a little bit different now, and and again, like you said, all these running backs fitting into a spread. Yeah. You know, not all of them, I'm sure, are are familiar with that. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, or or you know, how do you not line up with two backs at a time or something with that many running backs? You, you know, you look at Hawkins probably the only one of those guys that has under center experience, um, which would give him the edge if Coach Brown was going to say, hey, maybe we'll do some under center stuff, some uh, gun stuff, but the other guys are really good too, so. Yeah, they, there's no shortage of skill position talent for running game uh, on that West team. You know, and, and we mentioned for the East that Evan Cormier, the you know quarterback from Londonderry, of course, on the roster, playing for his head coach there, uh, Jimmy Lozon. Also, um, Sean DeCorn from St. Thomas. Yep. Um, but I believe he was a two-way guy, so might end up seeing him on defense more. Uh, Dan Hayes from Timberlane. Yep. Um, you know, g glad to see him get a shot at this yes you know probably one of the better athletes or, or football players in the state that no one really talked about last year because of how his team you know performed yeah, during right. the season which is unfortunate um so glad to see that that he's in this game uh ty vitko from dover who yep. I, you know i think has Had played other positions games. yeah yeah played some other positions so maybe he'd be 
a guy you see at you know receiver or on, you know on defense, um, you know so the, that picture's maybe a little clear on it for them. Um, and some really again some really good skill position players too. You've got um, you know Brett Lindsay from Pelham. Um, yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it's I'm surprised that Salem they were able to, to you know pick just two of those guys that that came through. You know, it seemed on a week by week basis. But you got Will Michaud and and Don Pacey who you know missed most of the season. Yeah. So good to see him. Hopefully he's ready to go. I'm not sure exactly what his injury was. Um, you know, but it kept him out half the season. So hopefully he's ready to go uh, by the time you know June rolls around. Yeah. Um, and the other back from Salem, I think. Um, the guy that got injured in the uh, in the jamboree, God, what was his name? Um, Josh Maroon. Maroon, yeah. right? He he must have it must have just been he got injured too early to be considered. Maybe I'm not sure. Or either that or he's not considered because he was a good back. Yeah. Was he a junior though? No, um, I think I'm pretty sure he was a senior. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I was really glad to see Pacey on this because he was one of the best players in the state, and I think he went down in the Londonderry game. Uh, Pinker Pinkerton was it game, Pinkerton? I believe. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, and speaking of Pinkerton, you know, some, some really outstanding players from there. you got, um, you know, Jackson Clark, who was a big linebacker for them this yep. year. Uh, Robbie Fahey and Alan Galt, two huge linemen. Um, and then Nick Lombard and Gennaro Mara, who um, were kind of do-everything running backs for them. I guess the, that there is the one one guy that we were both kind of went, huh, not seeing his name on there was um, Gannon Fast. Yeah, yeah. Not on there for Pinkerton, but... Again, you don't know what the you know situation might be with that. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. it doesn't fit up with whatever his plans are for the the summer. Um, but yeah, kind of surprised. Yeah, you, you know, you never know. It's 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 probably not wise to speculate. But I would. Well, be that's shocked. what I just did. So right. it's too bad. I would be shocked <laughs> if he wasn't sent a letter. Yeah. Yeah. Is really what I'm saying. And then, you know, if he had to decline or because of his schedule or or what have you, or maybe um, there was a situation where. Uh, like you said, it didn't work for him. Maybe maybe we'll see him in the Shrine Bowl. Uh, yeah, which and would be right because he he was a he was obviously a very very good player on both sides of the ball. You know, and and speaking of the Shrine Bowl, you made a good point to me before that I hadn't thought of um, when I was looking at the Wyndham kids that are on here and and some of the kids that were missing, including you know Cody Stevens. Yep. Um, that their head coach this year, uh, or their head coach is going to be this year the Shrine coach right. Bill Raycraft. So perhaps some of those kids declined to play in the Chad game, waiting for the, the Shrine game, of course. Um, you know, they changed the rules of, of the Shrine game a few years back, saying that it, you couldn't play in both. Um, so, you know, anybody that um, doesn't make this game or, or decides to that one um, can't play in this one. So. Yeah, I, it's funny because I don't know. I haven't seen the Shrine roster yet, but as soon as I look, I don't think it's saw, I don't think it's out yet. Yeah, I, I I've never seen only one Wyndham player on this list. Usually they're pretty well represented, and um, it, it only took me a couple seconds of looking at that and squinting and saying, "Wow, Wyndham does it!" Oh yeah, that's right. Bill <laughs> Raycraft is coaching the Shrine Bowl, um, and so hopefully, what you would hope is that a number of those guys made the decision to go to the Shrine Bowl, maybe instead of. Um, the east-west because they knew it would be their last chance to to work with coach raycraft and 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 that can only help the shrine team because wyndham was was pretty loaded this year so they'll yeah. have they'll have some good uh good kids there uh one interesting story on the east team that um jumps out to me uh, kid from alvern james bertrand making this roster um was a kid that hadn't played high school football until his senior year um you know came out and ended up being a huge impact player for them 
um, this season you know, yeah. as they made the D2 final. So quite a quite a story to, to go from, you know, starting football your first, uh, you know, as a senior. Yeah. And then getting and yourself on, on this this, stage. Um, this this roster, so that's um, that's huge. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, you know, it, it does speak to um, what I've always felt about football, which is it, it's not one of these sports that if you don't play it from the time you're seven years old and go to the AAU thing and the camp thing and all these other things, you can't be good at it. You can be an athlete and a kid with yeah. some mental toughness and, and a good sense of teamwork and things, and you can go out there and excel which is part of what I think makes the game great. You don't have to be the kid that's played, you know, soccer since you were six to have any hope of making a team. So good for him. That's I think that's a great statement for the sport in general that he's able to do that. Uh, so this is the going to be the seventh edition of this of the game. Um, the West has a 4-2 lead all time, uh, including winning the last two. Just based off of looking at those rosters, what do you – what team would you give the uh, the upper hand to? You know, I um, I, I got to say West again this year. I, I I look at the 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 talent that is loaded in there from Bedford, um, the kids from Merrimack, the, a lot of skill position guys like Thornton and Eichmann from Merrimack. You know, we mentioned all the running back options, but a lot of those guys were great defensive players too. Um, I think that East has an embarrassment of riches at quarterback between DeCorn and Hayes and um, uh, Vitko and some of these other names that stuck out to me. Uh, Jacob Steele obviously is a great player, but he, he's a running back. But I don't know. I, I If I knew more about the um, offensive and defensive line personnel, I might, I might have a different thought. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, think that, I think that there's a bit of an edge – West, if West is going to run the ball, and they have some good linemen selected, uh, I, I don't know. They're in pretty good shape because they also have some good quarterbacks with Hawkum and um, and uh, uh, Morgan, and and yeah, I mean, it's not like they're short on QBs either. Right. You know, my my initial uh, gut instinct was to say West. Just again, looking at some of the kids that they have, um, like we were talking about in terms of, you know, the skill positions. But then, you know, taking another look at, at some of the linemen on, on, you know, that I know about, all, you know, yep. on both sides and, and some of the defensive players, you know, there's going to be kids that, that are going to be out there making plays on defense that we really don't hear much about because it's, it's unless you're making, you know, interceptions and, and yeah, the and stats aren't fumbles, as prominent. It's tough. It's right. tough to get recognition as a defensive player, just a defensive player. But I think looking at it that way, this, these teams may be more evenly matched than what I first thought when I looked at when I you know was typing up the rosters yeah um you know which you know it's one of those things I remember I re still remember that the first game um I think going into it the east had the d champions from what was then division one division two and division three being um you know Exeter Winnicott and Portsmouth I want to say that year and you know just looking at what they had in terms of talent there was no chance that the west was going to win that game right and i think it was like 21 nothing west in the first quarter or something right. like that so it was you know you just you, you don't know but um if i had to guess i i think it's going to be a pretty close game um you know which is what you really and it you really been. want it to be and you yeah. want it to be an entertaining yeah uh, event um you know, I think I think that they've done. Chad has done a, an, and the people that run this um, have done a really good job over the years. Whether it's, you know, 
putting the right coaches in place to pick the right teams, the right kids for this, or, you know, the venues have been great. You know, I know they, they went away from UNH for a couple of years during the, the construction. Yep. Um, you know, and they landed in a fantastic spot at St. A's. I thought that was, yeah. you know, it's a gr fantastic play. I wish, I wish that the NHIA would use that field a little bit more for yeah. like uh, some of their tournament events. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great place to watch a game. Um, you know, but I'm also glad to see it going back. You know, UNH is, yeah. uh, I mean, it's the by far the best facility in the in the state now that they've done the upgrades they've done. So yeah, tough not to enjoy going there for a game. Yeah, yeah, not as centrally located no, maybe as no. you would consider St. A's, or even although even that is kind of Southern New Hampshire centric, but. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, again, like you said, if I knew more about the line play and and um, again, a lot of the players that we listed talking about their offensive prowess, those were two way guys, right? Yeah. And when I when I think about that, there's a lot of good defensive players in this thing too. Um, I mean, God, you could you could take a guy like Toscano and not even play him on offense, and just there you'll have the best defensive player in the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on 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 your roster, yeah. right? Um, you know the only the only other you, you said something interesting earlier that kind of jogged me a little bit though and I mean the only other thing and I'm I'm so on the fence about how this works with with Chad because I'm used to all the years prior with the way the Shrine Bowl worked where they kind of had a uh, a rule or, or or whatever it was in place that 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 sort of uh, dictated. How, how many kids from a certain team you were going to Yeah, get. like yeah. a representation yeah. rule, right? Like, yeah. hey, you know, certain divisions, and, you know, you can only have a certain number of kids from each team unless there's an exception. And so, you know, when you, you, when I look at the rosters, I say, uh, you know, seven kids from Bedford or, or, or uh, six or seven kids from Londonderry, and you say, yeah, those were good teams, and those are all really good players. But then the flip side of it is you, I – and like I said, I'm on the fence about it. I can see both sides of it, but I, I then look at – you know, are there are there players on other teams that were seniors that maybe because they weren't on a great team or maybe because they weren't Division One, but they were individually really great, a, a really great football player um, who who doesn't get the opportunity because because you can have an unlimited number of kids from a, a from an undefeated Division One team who who by again. I can see the other side of it because those, those kids deserve those, to, you know, yeah, they, those yeah, players would, yeah. those players no, deserve to be I, there. I, yeah, I can understand. I, I think, I think what maybe the answer to that is somewhere in the middle, um, where because you know it, it, the shrine did have one of those rules, but I, I don't know. I haven't, I have not covered the game in a few years, um, but I know that as it kind of crept. They, in order, as they kept trying to make it more competitive with Vermont, they started changing who you could take based on, you know, you could take, I think it was staggered where you could take a bigger number of D1 kids, a slightly smaller number of D2, slightly, so, you know, yeah. on down, where they changed it to it was even for every division. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that. It started so, so then you had maybe... You're bringing eight D1 kids. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and, and eight that? D6 kids, right, you know, right, which, you know. which was... <laughs> I think just as maybe ridiculous as saying, let's put 10 kid, ten Bedford kids yeah, on this roster. from one team, you know? right. W whereas it's somewhere in the, I think it may be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with the way this is set up. No, no, I um, don't. Main, maybe, and maybe that's because there is the Shrine game. Yeah. So that the kids maybe that aren't on this team, uh, either of these teams still have a shot at something. Right. Uh, maybe I'd feel differently if that game didn't exist. 
Um, but because w- so, what are the roster size? Is it a forty-three man roster? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got to be close to it's that. Something. Right? Like yeah, I think it's. A, I think that's. Oh no! You know what? You know, I think someone actually put it in the post here on his website. Oh, uh, well, how about that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe I did 88 players, so 44 each. S- yeah. Right. So, and you got to figure the Shrine roster is similar. So, I mean, so you're you're talking now about over a hundred seniors that are represented in this thing, and um, so well, yeah, I, I mean, that's yeah, a great thing, yeah. but. It does. You're talking about 120 kids, probably yeah. between the two, because you can't have any overlap. Right. Yeah. But it it does. I mean, that was the only other observation I made, which was to say, in a way, hopefully that hopes that helps the the Shrine team uh, get some really talented guys too. But you know, when you look at a heavy amount of guys on a roster coming from one team, you know, I always wonder like, um, and I don't know, but I always wonder like, wow, was there a kid on a was there a player on a, a, another team that was really a great player that maybe they, the, the team was either in the lower division or the team itself wasn't a great team this year just because of circumstances? And did somebody get left out that shouldn't have been? Although, to your point, the Open, we didn't see a whole lot of there question marks lot of this that, year. No, yeah. no. Uh, well, I don't know. Any other final thoughts on the on the Chad game before? I don't know. Okay. It's like I said at the beginning. I, I Looking at it broadly at the beginning of the year, I would have said, no, this was maybe kind of a down year. And I'm not so sure that I was right about that. I think instead what manifested itself as a very competitive year because a lot of teams were, you know, six and whatever or five and whatever um, wasn't wasn't a comment on the level of talent because when you do when you look at these rosters, there's a lot of really good players on these rosters. And so I think it's going to be – a really great game and it's going to do what it's designed to do which is send these guys out on a great note and uh and highlight um the great talent that's here in new hampshire in terms of football so i'm looking forward to it i i i think it's going to be a really good game i am too i you know it's it's nice um yeah it's kind of for me it's kind of like the end of the the year like you have the spring the spring playoffs end you know like that second weekend in june yep um, you know, maybe spend a week, two weeks, kind of wrapping everything up, and just when I start to th- get into summer mode, is this yep. pops up on the radar, and you know, it's just a nice way to kind of finish off the the school year um, in terms of coverage. Um, I know the last couple of years I've kind of just taken July off, yeah. you know, to try to recharge, um, do some behind the scenes stuff. So you know, this is a really uh, it, it also kind of. You know, maybe where if it were some other sport and I'm starting to get, you know, I'm a little fried by that point of the year. If it were some other sport, maybe I'd be feel differently. But it's almost like it kind of whets your appetite for, you know, what's going to start in about a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with football in June. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it it gives you a great little great little um, primer for yeah the, the, yeah the season. right yeah. knowing that yeah. in, in in late august you're going to be at a jamboree and all that kind of stuff and, and the fun begins again yeah. yeah well mike thanks again for uh for stopping in and and, and chatting with us about the game he sure. is mike lockman uh, i am joe marcellina thanks again for listening